Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 640. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about how much you can contribute to your retirement plan in 2020. Because as I mentioned on the last podcast, we have some new regulations out there that the IRS just gave us. So there are new numbers in terms of what you can contribute into your 401k. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So this comes to us from an article on CNBC.com by Lori Konish. And she says the IRS has raised the limits for how much you can put away in your retirement accounts in 2020. Next year, you'll be able to save up to $19,500 in your 401k, up from $19,000 in 2019. That same limit also applies to 403b, the government thrift savings plan, and most 457 plans, which cover some nonprofits and state and local government workers. The catch-up contribution for workers age 50 and over will increase to $6,500 for next year, up from its current limit of $6,000. So-called simple retirement accounts will have a new savings threshold of $13,500 up from $13,000. But the changes, which are based on cost of living adjustments, will not apply to individual retirement accounts. IRAs will stay at their current $6,000 limit. Catch-up contributions for individuals 50 and over also remain unchanged at $1,000. All right, so let's review this. There is a chart on this page which you can take a look at. And it shows, of course, the contributions for 401ks in 2019 were $19,000. And now they'll be $19,500 and a catch-up provision if you're age 50 or over of $6,500, $500 more than last year. So the maximum that you could put in if you're over age 50 would be $26,000. But let's take this one step further because it's one thing to contribute, but it's another thing to look at the other end and see what your contributions could possibly grow to. So let's say that you don't change how much you're contributing to your 401k and you keep it at $6,000 a year. You have 10 years till retirement and you're invested in equities and average a 10% average annual return for those 10 years. Over 10 years, your $6,000 will grow to $120,749. But what if you put in the extra $500 a year? Well, if you contributed $6,500 a year for 10 years and it grew at 10% per year, your account would be $130,811 or $10,000 more. Well, wait a minute, you put in more money, so of course you're gonna have more at the other end. How much more did you put in? Well, for 10 years, you put in $500 extra, that's $5,000. And for that, since you invested and earned 10% per year, that 5,000 became an extra $10,000. So you got a 100% return 
on that extra $500 that you put into your 401k. Good job. Now let's look at it if you had 20 years until retirement. Let's say you put in $6,000 a year, the same amount that you did in 2019, and it grew for 20 years at 10%, the average annual return in the stock market over the long term. In 20 years, your $6,000 contributions per year would grow to $418,380. But let's say you took advantage of that extra $500 per year, and over the next 20 years, you invested $6,500 a year, and were able to average a 10% return. Instead of $418,000, you'd have $453,000. But again, you've put in extra money. You put in actually $10,000 over that 20-year period of time of paying $500 extra. And for that extra $10,000 that you invested, it became $35,000, three and a half times what your extra $500 a year was. Good for you. How about 30 years? If you have 30 years until retirement and you kept your 401k contribution at $6,000 a year over 30 years and could average a 10% average annual return, you would have $1.190 million in your account in 30 years. But what if you contributed that extra $500 for 30 years? Well, at 10%, your account will grow to $1.289 million, an extra $100,000 in your account. But wait, you paid $500 extra for 30 years. That was $15,000 you paid. That became an extra $100,000. Good job. So two important points here. Number one, you want to contribute the maximum if you can, because you're likely to get a multiplier on the extra money that you put into your 401k, assuming that the stock market does in the next 30 years what it has done in the past 30 years. And there's no guarantee, but it is the best chance that we have of getting to that 10% compounding rate. The second point is you have to be invested correctly. You can't be sitting in cash or in bonds or, or in those god-awful target date funds. You've got to be in an equity portfolio. You've got to be in something that can actually reach 10% annual rates of return. As you know, for the last five years, the S&P 500 has been averaging actually 12.5% per year for five years. So we're ahead of schedule based on the last five years. But when we look at the full history of the stock market from 1929 through depressions, through war, through all kinds of ups and downs in the economy, crashes, bubbles, etc., it still has averaged 10% over the long term. So yes, we're going to have some ups and downs. Yes, we're going to have some crashes and bubbles. And yes, we're going to have some tragedies and some successes. But what drives the stock market? It's the profitability of companies. And as long as business conditions remain great, as long as companies remain profitable, the stock market should continue to plow along and have some good average annual returns. So make sure that you're fully allocated in the market in terms of a growth position in order to reach that 10% level of return. That would again be for a long-term portfolio, 10 years would be a good time horizon as a minimum. And don't forget, just because you turn 65 doesn't mean you don't need growth going into the future since people are living so much longer. 
you still need growth in your portfolio. And for anyone over 50, these catch-up provisions are a lifesaver. Being able to put $26,000 a year into a 401k, not be taxed on it, and have it grow without tax is a spectacular way to shelter your money, to have some strong tax advantages, and get your money really working harder for you so you can catch up. If you are a newer investor or if you're ready to invest better and shorten the learning curve, let's talk about the VIP experience, my inner circle investing group. You not only get the full asset allocation model from me, but also weekly and monthly updates as to what's going on in the market, what's happening with our investments, and our special sectors that I think have the potential to outperform in the long term. Just fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll schedule a time to talk. If you haven't subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available so you never miss one of them. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.